Live on the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. Rakeni Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed in position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freaks. I'm not sure where you're listening to this spectacular two hours of Speed Freaks tonight. If you are listening to our affiliate Fox Sports 910 in Phoenix, Arizona, you know that our high today was a buck 17. Up, up, up. My watch said 118. Uh, a buck 18. <laughs> Don't uh, short change. My advice to you, damn it, uh, not to come out here for the next couple of weeks, not because of the COVID-19, because it's as hot. Statman, did it crack uh, 80 degrees in Columbus, Ohio today? Oh, yeah, it's been above that for uh, more than a week now, but it's kind of cool right now. It kind of cooled down when the sun went down. That happens when the sun disappears. I don't know where it goes. You know where it goes when it disappears out of the sky? I got a six and a half year old that'll tell you where the hell it goes. (laughs) Uh, Well, hey, you know, I mean, somebody's got to know. I don't know. Behind the mountains, daddy. That's where it goes. Yeah, it puts its head to bed and goes behind the mountains. Or yeah. it just goes off into the ocean. It <laughs> yeah. just goes night-night. It takes just, a bath at the ocean. just drops into bath. the water. Why not? <laughs> Big show for you, Freak Nation. Your NASCAR Cup winner from Kentucky today. Rookie. The first rookie to win a cup race since 2016. Ooh, snap. And as Crasher alerted me to another stat, when Chris Buescher won that race in 2016, he was the first rookie to win a cup race since 2009 when Joey C. Logano won the race. Yeah. So put that all together. Three technically full-time rookies, three rookies have won since 2009 in their rookie year. That's insane. But if you That's match crazy. that up, Statman, Crash, with other sports, I know it's tough to, to match up race wins to a rookie pitcher getting his first W with the majors or a rookie point guard getting his first win in the NBA. It's still something well, to be you said. Did bring up something. I mean, what about Devin Booker? Wasn't he a rookie when he got 70 points? Yeah. 70 <laughs> points is one thing, but still you got dudes out there and, and Cole Custer does not r- r- run from a back marker team. Right. I mean, this guy's been knocking at the door for a little while, but for Cole Custer to go out there, stat man to beat Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, uh, Chase Elliott, and others on how he did that at Kentucky on that last lap stat, that wasn't necessarily a rookie move. No, it wasn't a rookie move. I mean, he put, put it all into the fan and ducked and he got there. (laughs) He got there to the end, but the best thing about Cole Custer is that he used to race at Irwindale Speedway in Southern California. He spent a couple of years out there, and uh, was a pretty good kid. He talked to the media, and uh, he's a pretty good kid. It's more than I can say for some of the other people who will go nameless. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Cole Custer is a good driver. Finished fifth last week, didn't he, and, and won this week. So he's not, uh, he's not your average rookie. Yeah, for for anyone that wants to say, oh, he lucked into it with a strong car. Uh, 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 uh. 
because, yeah, he proved his wares last weekend in Indianapolis and just followed it up with, I mean, once you get the momentum, it really can, it really can lead to big streaks like this. They don't all have to be wins, but he could roll off a few top fives right now. And that would be damn impressive for him. So Cole Custer will be joining us in about seven or eight minutes here in the Freak Nation. Also, Felix Lundquist, who won the IndyCar race. No, Felix Rosenquist. What did I say, Lundquist? Lundquist. (laughs) Isn't that a tennis player? No. uh, Lundquist (laughs) is the former uh, WFAA sportscaster turned into SEC football (laughs) uh, play-by-play guy who retired. I know. Hey-oh. But he's from Dallas. He's from Dallas, so anything goes when you're from Dallas with Kenny Sarge. That is true, and Kenny is the one who mixed up the Dallas name of Texas Motor Speedway's Eddie Gossage with Tony George, so how, and how he got Eddie George in there in one of our conversations many moons ago. Right. That's oh, he's, an art form, Kenny. He's been Goose Gossage. He's been Eddie George. He's been all of it at some time in the past 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yes. So uh, Felix Rosenquist there will be go. here in the Freak Nation, a Swede who got himself a win in the second of two races, Road America, the IndyCar Series. He'll be here. We'll also hear from NHRA Funny Car winner. How about this? We have three big boy motorsports series racing the same damn weekend. NHRA Funny Car winner from Indianapolis, Matt Hagen will join us here in the Freak Nation. Yeah, this is the first time all year, which is very strange to say that, the second weekend of July. Whoa. It's just because we're in a weird year. 2020, COVID-19. It's the first weekend all three major series. We're going to reset with some affiliates to get back to Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes coming up. Lucas Hole Studios. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. you got Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Coming up in about six minutes, Cole Custer, your NASCAR Cup Series winner from Kentucky. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. During these summer months, roll on General Tires. you got a fat SUV. What about a big old F-250? Any kind of big old truck. Grab yourself some, excuse me, grab yourself some General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com and check out the tires for your ride. Crasher? Yep, this weekend, the Midwest was treated. IndyCar, Road America, Wisconsin, NHRA back in Indianapolis, and NASCAR racing around some Kentucky bluegrass. But let's start with Formula One as they return to Austria for the second week in a row. And also for the second week, they kick things off with a pretty powerful end racism display on the start-finish line. Uh, Too bad the TV crews cut it off way too short. And, of course, that is receiving quite a bit of criticism online. Apparently, the skydivers were more important than the Black Lives Matter message, but mm, yeah. Regardless of the TV attention diversion, Lewis Hamilton made it impossible to be ignored after the race by winning the race. Hamilton stepped up to the winner's podium. He bowed his head and he raised his fist in the air to represent Black Lives Matter, the movement he's been championing. Well done. IndyCar raced a doubleheader at Road America, and it was all Ganassi all the time. Scott Dixon winning the first race, making that three wins in a row to kick off the shortened season. And the best part, his newborn son was there to enjoy his first win in person with daddy. Then day two, it was teammate Felix Rosenquist. He charged on late to prove that he did have the car to beat on the weekend, passing Pato Award brilliantly at the end to net his first win. 
Certainly the celebration probably going on at Seepkins as we speak. NHRA returned to their schedule after three months off due to COVID-19. And this was a rare visit to Indianapolis in July. Nothing was normal, even for the fans who were allowed, as masks were required everywhere. But there was a bit of normalcy back in Winter Circle. Top fuel to Billy Torrance, funny car to Matt Hagen, pro stock to Jason Line. And how about a first-time winner in pro stock motorcycles with the Wally going to Ryan Ayler? Finally, NASCAR and ARCA raced at Kentucky Speedway with a packed schedule on track. First up was Xfinity Friday, Austin Sendrick with the win. Then the ARCA Series Saturday afternoon, Ty Gibbs rebounding for his second win on the season. The NASCAR trucks raced both the weather and the track on Saturday night. Sheldon Creed, after just 71 laps, was your winner. Finally, the NASCAR Cup Series on Sunday, first-time winner in Cole Custer. He joins us next in the Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. And what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Freak Nation, it's called No Kid Hungry, and that's what our friends at Lucas Oil would like to see happen during these times. No kid goes hungry. Many kids who got meals from their schools no longer have access due to school closures. So Lucas Oil is donating a meal every time the No Kid Hungry post on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is shared, along with the hashtag Lucas Oil Family. So go to the Lucas Oil social media pages, click share or retweet, and include the hashtag Lucas Oil Family, and Lucas Oil will donate a meal to No Kid Hungry. Got it? Let's do this. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand your Mav TV. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Nation, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent from the Lucas Oil Studios. You follow us on Twitter, right, at Speed Freaks, and, of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Cole Custer, now joining us here in the Freak Nation, your cup winner from Sunday in Kentucky. And follow me here, Cole. There was a better out there that took your odds, 500 to 1, to win this race, and they were up to win $45,000 yet they choose or they chose to cash out of their bet midway through the race and instead took home $120. Dude, this win could have been huge for that person, but was absolutely bonkers and bananas and a huge win for you. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, pretty unimaginable. I mean, trying to go to this race and just trying to kind of earn some respect and get our team going in the right direction and kind of try and get the momentum going towards the playoffs and to come out of here with a win. is pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, it's just a testament to all the people around me at Stuart Haas racing for bringing me an amazing car. I mean, that thing was on rail. And I mean, my crew chief, Mike and my engineer, Davin, um, everybody at Ford, it's just, it's just an amazing day. I'm just speechless about it. <laughs> you talked about this was the best car you ever had or you ever drove. What does that mean, Cole Custer? I mean, it was just, I was happy that I was at least able to take advantage of it, you know, and get us, you know, we able to get to the front and able to kind of, once you're towards the front, you know, I mean, you got to take advantage of those situations. And I think we were able to do that. And when the four and the 19 lost some momentum, I mean, it was, it just kind of, it, it helped us out a lot. And I was, I'm just happy that we were able to, take advantage of that situation and uh i'm just speechless of, of how good that car was and I, I just i'm so thankful for the guys that at the shop who made it and everybody's contributed cole custer you talk about turning around your rookie season a rookie season you were top five last week won this week what more do you want i mean honestly i think for us it's just you know whenever you're struggling it's it's always a combination of things it's never one thing so I think, you know, there are a lot of things I could have done better at the start of the year, just trying to adapt to the cars and trying to get a feel for them. And it's hard to do that when you don't have any practice and the cars are so much different than, than the committee cars were. But, I mean, you try and just work work as hard as you can to figure it out. And I think, you know, you try and get, get the cars a little bit better and better and you try and get pick, put the whole picture together. And I think my guys have just stood behind me and I can't think, enough, think them enough for, you know, bringing awesome cars to the track every week. But you're the guy in the cockpit. You're the guy with your foot on the gas. So talk us through those last couple laps, which were absolutely amazing. I could watch that on replay the rest of this week, in which you came around the outside, but then you lost momentum because Truex was kind of getting a little shaky out there. However, you were able to just pick things up, even after losing a little bit of momentum, like nothing was wrong, and just cruise to that win. Yeah, I mean, I, when I came to that restart, I just knew that I wanted to get to the outside, and I wanted to make sure I didn't get three wide so it was just a matter of trying to you know get a good roll of the restart and trying to time it right and from there i mean we had such a good car it was just kind of you were able to kind of keep momentum and it, it was just good that the the four and the 19 got the races so hard and we were able to kind of get some momentum on them but um just it just worked out perfect and i'm glad that we we're able to kind of take advantage of that situation cole custer is the nascar winner in kentucky 
Cole, I'd have lost a lot of money if I'd have bet on you coming through four wide at Kentucky. Who does that? Um, I mean, for me, I mean, I just knew going into that restart, I mean, everything I could do to get to the outside was going to help me. Um, you're just able to keep so much momentum up there, and it helped. I, I did it a couple times you know, earlier, earlier in the race, and it was just something I knew was going to work, and it's just kind of – it worked out in our favor to get, you know, to 19 and the four. They, they got the beaten doors, and we got a little bit of momentum on them, and from there it was just trying to make sure I didn't mess it up. Cole, in a race like that, you're going for the win, the last turn. Do you have time to be concerned about anybody else on the track who's going to push you, who's going to challenge you, or are you just going for the flag? Uh, you know, you know, you're just trying to make sure you put yourself in your in the best spot you can. And I knew that I might have had to throw a block to try and make sure I didn't get put three wide. And um, it was just, you know, you try and just get to the top. I mean, that's what I thought. I mean. You try and time it to try and get yourself in cleaner air. And from there, you know, it, it's a lot of times it works in your favor. So, I mean, I think it's just a, a matter of, you know, timing it right and going from going from there. Cole, Crash and I are based in Phoenix. It was a high of 118 degrees here. <laughs> and during your race, it was 80 degrees with, I think, 78% humidity. That's bonkers. How much weight did you lose in that race? I don't know. It was definitely, it was pretty hot. I mean, for sure. I mean, you're, when the car gets to above, uh, you know, it gets to around 150 degrees in there. It's like you're sitting in a sauna for three hours. So, um, you got to make sure you're hydrated and you try and cool yourself down as much as you can with ice bags and things like that. But, um, it's just, you got to come prepared and hydrated to, to make it through these races during the summer. Cole Custer, your winner at Kentucky this weekend, coming off of a top five in Indianapolis last weekend. Another way to hydrate is, well, let's just face it, some beer. And I think Kevin Harvick owes you a case of beer from last weekend. You you helped push him to the win. Have you received that yet? Man, I, I hope I do. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet, but, I mean, Kevin told me so much already. I mean, he, I try and talk with him every week, and he's just been so helpful, and he's obviously one of the best to talk to. And, um it's been unbelievable to have the teammates that I have. What specifically are some things that he's told you? Like, okay, let's talk about Kentucky. What specifically is some advice he maybe gave you about Kentucky in the cup car? Um, I think for both of us, I talked to him right before the race, and it was kind of like we both didn't know what to expect. So <laughs> I think it just goes to show sometimes that, you know, not everybody always has it all figured out. I mean, so it gives you a little bit of confidence least for that. But um, also, I mean, he just – he knew it was going to be a race of trying to, you know, of attrition. I mean, it was a one-lane racetrack that you had to kind of, you know, you got to win more, you know, battles than you lose them, and you got to pick your battles right. So um, he was just – he was able to give me a good idea of just what my where my mindset, I guess, was supposed to be. Don't you think cold custard is going to be different this week with cold custard? <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but, I mean, we'll see, I guess. I was born and raised in Indianapolis, and Ritter's cold custard there. There's one on Georgetown Road. Did you get to visit that last week? I have not been there before. I, I need to go, I guess. I need to do a review. So, yes, um, you do. There is no bad frozen custard or ice cream, so I will I will go there, and I will enjoy it. Hey, Cole, we couldn't be happier for you. Good luck this weekend, Bristol, and All-Star Race, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Dude. right. We never talked about the All-Star Race. The All-Star Race at Bristol. Yeah, Wednesday. He's in. Statman, would you rather see the All-Star race at Bristol or 
on a road course? Wow, that's a good question. Probably at Bristol, because Bristol is so different, and anybody could win, and uh, you don't need to know how to drive. You don't need to know how to turn right. Uh, it's an all-star race, so let them race where they know how to be all-stars. If they uh, if they start turning right, there's no telling who's going to win or why. <laughs> That sounds dumb for a guy who's earning millions of dollars a year racing for four million dollar championships and they can't turn the car right. I mean that's that's pretty insane. Go to the moments you got your stat man scat and uh, <laughs> you can't get past that. And Felix Rosequist, of course, your IndyCar series winner today from Road America. Another first-time winner. Yeah, and again, you follow us on tr- Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks, or therefore on Facebook, and of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. And we're going to flash back next hour with about three and a half minutes of, well, video gold, at least. And the audio, it may be silver, but the video, you got to <laughs> see it if you follow us on Facebook. Or bronze. <laughs> or bronze, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like a six-place ribbon. <laughs> Participants. <laughs> yeah. Regardless. You all get uh, trophies. Statman, did you have you have you logged on? Uh, have you seen the that that latest video that I put up on my Facebook page with uh, uh, with the atomic dog? Oh yeah, I put up flashlight. One of the somebody <laughs> right. responded, yeah. and I put up flashlight. I was rocking last night. I had to listen uh, to it two or three times. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's with uh, George Clinton. The video release, meaning you can buy. now. You can now buy Trolls World Tour. And if you have a young son or young daughter, they know what it is, and you know what the hell it is. My daughter has been bugging us to buy it for two or three months that it's been out. But you can only rent it. Now you can freaking buy it. And what would you say? We bought that, what, two days ago? She's probably w- watched it ten times already? Oh, no, at least 200. Okay, great. Yep. Nice. Thanks <laughs> George Clinton, the, the atomic dog, is in there as the, the daddy of funk. So I thought, why not? Let's go back 16 years with yours truly, George Clinton, as he's eating an In-N-Out burger. <laughs> yeah, George Clinton eating a cheeseburger. Now, how many places are you going to see that? You know? Come on. Only in the freak nation. Uh, yep. You'll be able to hear that. You may not understand half of it, but you'll be able to hear that interview coming up. Coming up next hour, but first, your stat man scat. Good evening, my fellow citizens. Motor racing is forcing itself back into the sports headlines, even with the coronavirus pandemic still raging. Despite all the world's problems, it's great to see competition again, and even better to see friend of the freak Scott Dixon dominating an IndyCar. During the break, I've taken the chance to listen to some different podcasts, and that includes a conversation between another friend of the freaks, Antron Brown, a NASCAR specialist, Kelly Crandall. In something called the Racing Writers Podcast, three-time champion Antron Brown spilled a lot of himself and that includes AB Motorsports, his own team sometime in the future. Team ownership is hard, but success means so much. There are tax advantages, obviously sponsor relationships, brand equity is built for the successful team, and there's more. Antron currently races for Don Schumacher Racing, so he's learning from the best. Hope he's studying hard and will become a home run hitter when he's ready to step to the plate. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Phoenix, Arizona, Phoenix resident for many, many years, Alice Cooper. All right. Right there. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil. Go to lucasoil.com. Check out the line of products to keep your ride on the road. Diesel truck, a couple of Mercs on the backside of that 20-footer that you got in the water, or a big old fat tail. They got the products to keep your rides on the road. Go to lucasoil.com. That's Lucas Oil. Dot com. Bring it up, Suave. Go. Statman, your lips are like Venice. Uh, uh, yeah, well, get it right. Get it. Get. Oh, you can't. I said like it. venison. Your lips yes. are like your lips are like deer poison. No, you're. You can't throw that <laughs> out on the like, table and and stumble, dude. You got to get it out there. Venomous. Your lips are like venomous poison. Who's go. the first girl that comes to mind <laughs> in your life that uh, her lips were like venomous poison? Ooh. You have to take a number to stand, and that's that's a long line. <laughs> <laughs> Take a number and get in that line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, coming up in about eleven or twelve minutes, Matt Hagen, your funny car winner from. Oh, we're not. We're doing Matt Hagen second hour. He'll be checking in the second hour. Got it. That was the look of. If your eyes could fire spears, <laughs> I just did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, he'll be calling it's us. Felix at, Rosenquist is calling us next. Got it. Okay, he'll be he'll be joining us in about uh, ten or eleven minutes. Crasher, I know that it's been around. Been a lot, been a lot of talk about uh, Ferrari being a focus for Roger Penske in the IndyCar series, being the third engine supplier. But evidently, Ferrari, did they step on it this weekend? Oh. Well, Charles Leclerc did. Yeah, both Ferraris out, thanks to Leclerc making a bit of a boneheaded move. I think it was in, what, turn three? Hmm. And, yep, taken out, both Ferraris. First lap. Ooh. Hey, now. Ooh. Sorry, Sebastian Vettel. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to take we, – we, we see it in NASCAR when you've got three and four team members when one team member takes out, out another. But these are – it's – A little bit more expensive here yeah. in Formula One land. Uh, Stabman, would it be good would – it, would it be good for, for – and, and this is – I'm posing this as I speak. Yeah, I haven't talked to you about this. Would it be good for IndyCar to have Ferrari and the prestige, at least of that name – as the third engine or to try and bring in a, a another American to bring in an American brand or maybe a more global affordable brand of engine. Something more affordable, whether it's uh, an import like Toyota or uh uh, something else other than Ferrari. Ferrari is not something that 
is going to resonate so much with the people at Road America or uh, Iowa Speedway or places where IndyCar goes. If IndyCar just raced at Watkins Glen or uh, Indianapolis or uh, uh, some of these places that have uh, a bigger, an international reputation, that might matter. But I think... Uh, they'd rather they'd rather have somebody domestic or at least a name that might be in the parking lot and not one that is an aspirational kind of name. Even Lotus was weird when Lotus was with IndyCar. Jeez, I don't remember how many. That years was ago a now. blink of an eye. It wasn't was, it? yeah, and they were only in for a couple of years. It was in the Randy Bernard era, but. Yeah, if, I thought that was strange because it's like, it, does a Lotus really resonate with the IndyCar crowd, the, at least the American IndyCar crowd? I didn't think it did. And so that's, I think that's exactly what Statman's getting at. It's like Toyota did very well in IndyCar back in the day. So why not come back? Why? I mean, that the Toyota versus Honda battles were awesome. Uh, it would be great to see Ford back, but the Ford Cosworth used to just rock in IndyCar. I will say Mercedes in the mid nineties crushed it and but mercedes is more affordable than ferrari mercedes if they could ever get back i would love to see that but yeah bottom line indycar needs more than two manufacturers in my opinion but it's it has to be the right fit and i'm not sure ferrari is that either isn't it it, it's still it lucas oil is involved in so many facets of of promotion and motorsports, but the bottom line for Lucas Oil, the Continental Tire, is to sell tires to sell oil. You can't just—you'd be more likely to roll out and buy a used Camry than a used Ferrari. <laughs> so it's about selling cars, it's about selling that brand with a car underneath that logo. My, my mother's got a Camry that we priced out a month ago. The Camry's eight or nine years old, and the value of this Camry—it's bonkers. The resale on Camrys? Oh my God! Screw the stock market. Let's go out and buy some buy <laughs> some new Camrys. <laughs> Just park them outside. <laughs> you know, Stan, it's a, it's about selling that product, and uh, people are going to be more likely to go out and buy a Toyota or a Hyundai or a Kia than they are a damn Ferrari. People forget that so often. They think that competition is what brings manufacturers into racing, and that's not it at all. Manufacturers, their number one goal is to sell product, and if they can't sell product, they're getting out as soon as possible. Or if they can't show that their product is better than their competitor's product that they're racing against, I mean, if Ferrari came in, if if uh, if Mercedes or uh, Lamborghini or something was in IndyCar already, then it might make sense for Ferrari to come in. But uh, Ferrari just being in there because you know, it's a pretty car, it's not going to do any good. There, uh, you know what what needs to be in there are competitors of Honda and Chevrolet who are there already uh, so that they could say, hey, I'm better than them. Come buy my car. Yeah, that and that, I think that's what made things work back in the days of Toyota, Honda, Chevy, Ford. I mean, not only that everybody was a pretty good engine at that point and pretty good manufacturer at that point, but that they could have those rivalries and they could sell full page ads in USA Today saying, look what I did on the track. Now let's come get one in the showroom. Exactly. So it, it 
again, I think Crash was right. There's got to be another manufacturer in there. We've got three manufacturers in NASCAR, and you've got so many manufacturers. It's a different animal if you're comparing sports cars. I get that. But just, just to bring in a third viable option outside of Ferrari just makes more sense to me. Not that I'm a, the, the aficionado of, of you know, automobile manufacturers and selling cars off the freaking floor. I'm just thinking, <laughs> Ferrari? Really? Wow. That's what oh. we said with Lotus, too. Lotus? Yeah, like huh? the, even Crasher. Well, yeah, Mercedes-Benz are more affordable than Ferrari. Well, they well, are. They are. They are more affordable than Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee the uh, freaking 10-year-old Camry is worth more than the damn 10-year-old Mercedes-Benz. That's very likely true, too. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> the hell are we thinking? <laughs> that's, God, that's a... That's a heck of a statement. You ought to put that out there on a drop somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and as we talk about our 20-year celebration here in the Freak Nation, we always go back to that dude who called into the show when I think we were either on one station or four or five stations back in early 2000s when Toyota made the announcement that they're oh, coming in right. and the uproar. Into NASCAR. The, the uproar of bring, bringing in Toyota to America. <laughs> How dare you? This guy called up and was Florida. bitching and moaning about that. And I think our co-host, Lug, or somebody said something about uh, what kind of lawnmower do you have? He says it's a Honda. Well, no, he used to race. <laughs> he used to race Hondas. He used to race Hondas. And, uh, you know, it was the, one of the great lines. He said, so you'll take, a, <laughs> you'll take a check from Honda, but you won't take one from Toyota. <laughs> yep, clear as mud. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? All right. Uh, Freak Nation, coming up. Felix, don't call me Lundquist Rosequist. <laughs> Your IndyCar Series winner coming up. Matt Hagen, next, next hour, NHRA Funny Car winner. And I'm going to leave you with a little bit of P-Funk before we get to our flashback with George Clinton coming up next hour. Sports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get 
Awesome. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market. So this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface. You wipe it off and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world it works you're listening to speed freaks motorsports radio redefined on a Sunday night in the Lucas Oil Studios as we celebrate 20 years of Speed Freaks. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out. You follow us on Twitter, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Felix Rosenquist joining us here in the Freak Nation. Your winner of day two rode America in the IndyCar series, and there was a tweet that you put out prior to this win, I think it was two days ago, talking about Road America being one of the greatest damn races or greatest circuits on the planet. Why do you like, well, okay, you win the damn race. I get that. <laughs> but why are you, why are you such a fan of Road America, Felix? Uh, dude, it, it's just, uh, it's just a fast track. Uh, it, it's one of those, uh, those tracks that you have natural, uh, you know, natural setting around it. It's a lot of hills up and down, long straights, fast corners, slow corners, big braking zones, good overtaking opportunities. It's just a proper hardcore racetrack. And, uh, I think there's a reason why there's a lot of, driver's favorites and uh definitely one of my favorite wins <laughs> that's, uh, that, that was a long time coming really you're, happy with that one your indycar winner felix rosenquist joining us here in the freak nation but that's a bold statement i mean you've raced on your share of tracks across the across the planet and there are some badass tracks out there but to say that uh road america and again i don't think you're alone in that, that a lot of true uh road course drivers enjoy a course with such diversity yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's just cool when you're going fast. Uh, the straights are so long and it's, it's a long lap as well. You know, it feels like you're off on a mission when it, when you, especially in qualifying, you know, when you set off over the finish line and you, know, you go out on your, your one lap that's going to be your quality lap and, uh, just take a deep breath and uh, get through it. It's, it's almost two minutes long. So a lot of, a lot of time to gain and also a lot of time to lose. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's been cool to be here. It has some fans, you know, 
keeping their safe distance as well. It's really good to see the fans back. It's definitely, you know, I, I, I definitely forgot how good it feels to have some some people standing uh, next to the track, especially on that, you know, on that in lap uh, after taking the checkered flag. Just really good to see wave wave at some fans there. Really, really nice. <laughs> Felix, that's such a good point. We talk about that with stick and ball sports and how weird it is watching soccer back now with no fans. And you're hearing the guys talking on the pitch. It's just almost bizarre. And basketball coming up, baseball, same thing. So, yeah, can you explain? Sometimes we just think you guys have your helmets on. You don't pay attention to the fans because you're so focused in the car. But can you elaborate a little bit more on just how great it was to see fans this weekend? Yeah, like I, I was one of the drivers who said exactly what you said. You know, you put your helmet on and, and you don't really notice anything when you're in the car, which is partially true. But I'd say when you when you arrive to the track in the morning, you see fans, you know, camping outside the track area. You know, they have flags and they have, you know, team shirts. and It definitely builds up a different tension to the weekend. It feels like there's more stake. It feels like there's more of a reward if you do well. Uh, because you have the people there cheering on, and everyone has their favorite driver, and it's, it's just more—it's just more alive. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, d- I definitely forgotten about that, um, having done these first couple of rounds. And uh, yeah, re- really good to see the people again. Felix Rosenquist joining us here, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, and it is just amazing to see all the reaction on social media. But I gotta say. When Dario Franchitti from across the pond calls you Wee Man, that doesn't seem like much of a celebratory tweet. What do you say back to him? <laughs> I call him an old fart from time to time. That's probably my uh, my great comeback. <laughs> no, I mean, this win definitely, you know, as much as it goes out to, uh, you know, the 10 car crew and NC data crew also, you know, Dario, unfortunately, he, he hasn't been able to, to be here, uh, I know he he would have loved to come, and he, he was supposed to come, but he he couldn't because you know just the precautions we're taking right now. And uh, yeah, I wish he was here to to, to celebrate with well, us. He, he's uh, he's definitely been a lot behind this first win. Felix Rosenquist, winner of race two in the IndyCar race at Road America. You didn't have a good day yesterday, but today you won. What changed the car? What changed you? What changed to get you today's win? The thing is, when you when you have a race like yesterday, you know you don't get to show what what you can do because yesterday we were mostly stuck in traffic. Um, but the car was as good yesterday as it was today. You know, honestly, we barely changed anything on the car because we knew it was fast. And Dixon showed it, and and we just didn't really have the right strategy yesterday. But we were still good for a top five finish, and that's so easy to forget. You know, when when we had a technical issue that we had to. Sadly, pit in the middle of the race there. Uh, you know, kind of, we, we got like one lap down and then, you know, the whole day is over. But, you know, I, I was still sure even yesterday that we could win the race. And, and, and so nothing really changed. It was just that today we got through the start good and we, we, we were in a good strategy. And then it was just summer time from there on. <laughs> did yesterday's disappointment, Felix, did that motivate you knowing that you could get Pato Award? Did that motivate you in uh, the at the end of today's race? Yeah, uh, I, honestly, I don't think too much about it. You know, it's, it's a new day. I, I try to not look too much what happened. I, I always focus forward, and uh, you know, we had a technical issue. It happens. It's not really any point to to uh, to go around and and, and, sure. and be negative about that. You just have to reload, and you know, we have a fast car. No reason, uh, you know. 
you only, you only have to be positive and do the job. And I think that's what everyone did. Uh, nothing lost. So luckily we got some points back now. I think it's been a good roll. You know, we take four, four wins. So, uh, you know, season is long. We had a really poor start to the season until now. But, uh, yeah, things can change quickly. And in the car, we see that all the time. Not only the races, but also the championship. Felix Rosenquist, what motivates you at the end of a race when you can taste victory and you're going for it? What's going on inside your head? Uh, it's it's a good question. You know, it, it's such a mix of uh, feelings when you're in that spot, when, when you're catching a leader. You know, obviously you're, you're, you want to be aggressive, but you know, everyone in the end is driving so much for the limit and, and it's so easy to try to go. You know, you break a little bit more little card in this corner and it's going to be over so you're balancing you know you're dancing with the devil a lot in that, in that situation you really try to calm yourself down and at the same time you're so hungry to just go for the win and I would say I'm a guy who's always you know the the hungry side always wins so I'm not really one to back down and uh, I think I think that goes for all the team today you know the 10 car crew has, uh, you know, they've been, they've been working so hard for this for such a long time. And so good to see them see data card take that win for the first time since, uh, oh, I don't know, probably 2016 or 17 or something. So, uh, you know, they, they do such a good job every week, you know, just as good as, as, uh, as the nine car crew. So, you know, they, they really deserve that. Felix, what the hell is a Lingonberry? Lingonberry. That's, uh, <laughs> That's a type of, uh, what do you call it, like a jam. Uh, it's a type of berry that you mash and uh, you put sugar with it. Uh, really good with, with uh, if you don't really have it on toast, you have it more with like uh, mashed potatoes and meat. So it's a very typical uh, sweet. You can probably buy it. In, in, if you go to like Whole Foods or something, <laughs> you can buy it. It's a very expensive price compared to the economy. Uh, <laughs> worth, worth trying for sure. Because <laughs> I see that lingonberries is a go-to for you Swedes with pancakes and meatballs. And then I see, holy smokes, that you guys would actually have pea soup and pancakes. Was that every Thursday, it says? Uh, I don't know which day it is, but I remember in school there was always <laughs> pea soup and pancakes. I think every Friday we had it, actually. <laughs> and you kind of pretended to eat the soup, and then you just went for the pancakes. Like you, you took a bit of soup, and you just put your spoon around so it looked like you had eaten. Because I don't like you weren't allowed to eat the pancakes. So, yeah, good, good old trick there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care if it's pea soup, pancakes, whatever. You need to have something in your belly before you go celebrate this win at Siebkins right there on Road America. You know you have to do Jägermeister shots at Siebkins. <laughs> yeah, definitely have a few beers tonight. I think we, we deserve that. Yes, you have. <laughs> well, buddy, thank, thank you for doing this, man. This is, this is awesome. You got yourself your big win. Of course, at one of, one of your favorite tracks, it's, it's absolutely badass, buddy. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, guys. You Absolutely. Got it. See ya. <laughs> and Crasher, do you know, or Stat, do you guys know the number of fans they let in to the race over the weekend? I saw a number of around 10,000 yesterday for the Saturday race. I don't, I haven't seen anything about today, but yeah. St- Statman, did you find the number of the number of fans that were let into Road America? No, but I, it, it looked like there had to be more than 10,000 because there were some places where, they weren't thick, but there were there were a lot of people there. Um, they weren't everywhere, but there were a lot of people there. Had to 
have people talk about an IndyCar crowd, that's novel in itself. <laughs> yeah, some of the grandstand shots I saw on Twitter were, well, they're a little crowded. I, don't, I didn't see much social distancing going yeah. on there. <laughs> Come on, Wisconsin. Well, Kentucky, there were no fans. Uh, evidently, at Indianapolis, there were fans. Was that race on FS1? Do we know? It the drag race? was, I believe, yes. We, yeah, by the time we on Pacific Time realized it, we're like, oh, crap, it's over. <laughs> but I did see them tweeting some stuff out, well, unfortunately, after the fact. Looking forward to getting Matt Hagan here in the Freak Nation at 10 after the hour, or at the top of the hour. Uh, he'll be joining us here, uh, curious on his regimen or his routine, getting back into it off of, what, four months? The last race was Phoenix, right? Jeez. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, because they were headed to Gainesville, and then they shut the race down. Yeah, they got some sportsman races done on Thursday of Gainesville weekend, but they couldn't even get to Thursday night before they said, we're done for the weekend and done for a long time after that. And we've seen this, and we'll probably talk to Matt Hagen about this as well. Of all the series out there, at least the ones that are being reported or found out, it sounds like the NHRA has been affected the most. Oh, it's insane. Right. A couple of crew chiefs, a couple of top fuel drivers, the pro stock motorcycle driver. What's his nickname is Juke. Holy cow. He had, I think, six weeks in the hospital, four to six weeks in the hospital. It, it, insane. Still. OK, if you get a chance to follow Steve Johnson racing on Facebook, Steve Johnson has done a spectacular job of chronicling the COVID-19 bout that his buddy with pro stock motorcycles has gone through. And I remember seeing a picture, I think it was this week, of the feeding tube that he had in his belly. I mean, he's gone through everything. Feeding so, tube? Yeah, it, it was a tube in his belly. Wow. Yeah, it's, there's, some, there's some pretty eye-opening videos and pictures of what his fellow pro stock motorcycle pilot was going through. Yeah. Well, after what Bobby Bennett described on our show, what, a month ago, that, yeah. you know, that was pretty crazy. And it had to be somewhere else. He couldn't have been the only one in the paddock. Uh, you know, every ticket's a pit pass. There's got to be more people that were affected besides him. Well, the strange thing is Bobby never made it to Gainesville, but he did say that he was at the March meet the weekend before the Gainesville NHRA race. And we do know a lot of people from the NHRA head to the March meet. Mm -hmm. That's, that's typically a really fun weekend in the spring. So yeah, who knows if that was kind of the place where it started to spread in drag racing. And that's the, by the way, speed freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out next hour. Matt Hagen, NHRA funny car winner will join us here in the freak, freak nation, which, and, and another, Oh, by the way, John force, a no show over the weekend is still no word. The entire team, not just John, right. the entire right. team. Right. Uh, the NHRA prides itself, as Statman said, every ticket's a pit pass, and there's not another series. I mean, Supercross, yeah, but the drivers aren't amenable, aren't as the riders aren't as amenable as the NHRA drivers are to stand out there, sign autographs, and take pictures. I mean, that's a touch me, feel me business mm -hmm. in the NHRA that's you know, has had, has changed. And I, I get John force not wanting to necessarily jump right out and get back into that. If I that's get why. it. If that's why. Yeah. There's lots of rumors going around, but if that's why I completely understand, how can you not? And it'd be hard for him to say, no, he, it's easy for him just to stay home 
rather than tell the fans no because he's so open to the fan uh, participation, if that's the right word, to be involved with them. And the Force family, at least from what I gather following everyone on social media, it seems like they've been in their mountain home together for quite a while. And we got to remember, his daughter, Courtney Force, IndyCar driver Graham Ray Hall's wife, Courtney's pregnant. So you got to kind of also be what? aware of that. Yes. Oh, yeah. You didn't yeah. know that? Oh, yeah. Where the hell have I been? Right? Where have you been? She's Seriously. Due, I think she's due in November. Dude, wake up. <laughs> We've never talked about it on the show. <laughs> What's there? They're they're married. They're allowed to have a family. Yeah. He's <laughs> all shocked. Well, that's great. I did. I no. We never talked about it on the show. We never did. Damn it. You may have had in pit news and notes. I don't ever pay attention to that stuff anyway. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Oh <laughs> smokes! Good job, man. So so yeah. I mean, think about that. They they've got to keep keep their eye on that as well. Man. COVID. Damn you, COVID. Yeah, plus John is right in the middle of the age group where he he doesn't want to catch it. Right. And in Southern California, where it's reared its ugly head once again, with thousands of cases being reported each day. I think that's why the Force family is in their mountain home. Get away from California. Mm -hmm. God. I, I forget if it's Utah or where it is, but they've got a, a pretty sweet pad. They're they're you they, from what I remember, they always take those trips up to Tahoe. Ah, uh, that's where it is. Yep. Right. Yep. Big second hour coming up, Freak Nation. Matt Hagen, NHRA Funny Car. Maybe he's got some insight to John Force. I wonder what that's like going out and winning a race without Robert Height or John Force in the oh, other yeah. other lane in the Funny Car. Two massive competitors of his. Ooh. Yeah. There's that, and then we'll have a little freaking flashback, freaks, with uh, George Clinton of Parliament Funkadelic. Yep, that's how we roll here in the Freak Nation. More freaks coming up. Sports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Looking forward to the second hour of the Freaks coming up. Matt Hagen in about 10 minutes. NHRA Funny Car winner. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Curious what it was like running in the other lane without any John Force Funny Cars. Because John Force, his son-in-law, Robert Height, they weren't there. The entire John Force, John Force Racing team was not in Indianapolis. And still, still no word why they weren't there. So Matt Hagen will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. 
Also coming up, a freaking flashback as we celebrate 20 years with George Clinton, the leader of the mothership and Parliament Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. I got some number. I saw this recently. Uh, a friend of the Freak Nation, he writes for SI.com out of Dallas, Richie Witt. Listen to these numbers. Stat, these numbers are – you may have a couple of these whoa moments. Sports contracts that stopped Richie in his tracks. I'm reading his, his part of his column verbatim. This is on the heels of Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes signing that $500 million, that half a billion dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen to these numbers of some of the greatest names in sports. So Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan for four years in 1979, signed a deal for four years, made $4.5 million. <laughs> and All that right. stopped people in their tracks. Yep. Okay. Magic Johnson, 25 years uh, in 1981. How much did he make? $25 million. Magic freaking Johnson. Huh. Troy Aikman. Wait, wait a minute. Wait Aikman. a minute. He also got 5% of the team. That had a little value. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Aikman, eight years, $50 million. Alex Rodriguez, oh boy, a 10-year deal, $252 million in 2000. Patrick Mahomes, as we saw, 12 years, $503 million recently. So if you, if you go with the same rate of inflation as, let's say, Aikman to Mahomes, in 2045, the NFL's highest paid player will sign a contract worth $5 billion. Oh <laughs> what? Yeah. They desperately need fans to come back in the stands. Holy crap. So, yeah, they're just, you're just, as he says here, you're just adding a zero every 25 years. <laughs> oh. We laugh at that. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Stab man, go back and look at some of the greatest Cleveland Browns quarterbacks ever. Well, I can remember when I was a kid, the Pittsburgh back right after the mud hardened, there was a uh, a guy named Bob Bailey who was a bonus baby from Southern California, who signed with the Pirates, played for the Columbus Jets. A hundred thousand dollars, and that was unreal. And we actually went to the stadium to see somebody who would get paid a hundred thousand dollars a year to play baseball. Oh, Bob Bailey was his name. I think Bob Bailey, yeah. D is in uh, Bob Bailey was in America. Well, you know, that was, this is wrong. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think about. I mean, as a kid, I didn't. I didn't put money to to the athletes. But as we get older and look at this these crazy scoots, but you go back, Crasher. Well, no, wait, to, wait, wait. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Jim yeah. Brown quit mm-hmm. because he asked uh, the owner of the Browns, Modell, for a hundred thousand dollars a year. Didn't get it, and he quit to go make movies. Jim Brown. Yep. <laughs> Art Modell. You look at 
again, we got about 30 seconds, but you look at crash of those IndyCar contracts back in the 90s versus mm -hmm. those IndyCar contracts now. Night and day. <laughs> Complete night and day. Oh, yeah. $20 million was not unheard of. Even in there are a couple drivers in the 2000s that were still making 10 million. But even that, as the economy was just different yeah. in IndyCar, that was still a shocker. Well, not anymore, out. though. Freak Nation, Matt Hagen, NHRA Funny Car Champion, multi-times over, many, 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 many race wins, including one in Indianapolis. He joins us next. Speed Fix Pits in the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. I got ahead of myself thinking that we're going to break. Nope. Got some affiliates we got to pay attention to. Thank you guys <laughs> for being a part of this thing. And thank you, General Tire, for making it possible. You got a big fat SUV truck? Uh, let me make a suggestion for you and your family. Roll on General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Find the right tire for your ride. Those big old fat General Tire red letters. Badass. Go to GeneralTire.com. Coming up in about... Six minutes, Matt Hagen, NHRA Funny Car winner from Indianapolis. Scrasher with your pit news and notes. IndyCar was in Wisconsin, NHRA back in Indiana, and NASCAR in Kentucky, the Midwest, lucky dog. Let's start with Formula One, though, as they return to Austria for the second week in a row. Also for the second week, they kick things off with a very powerful end racism display. Too bad the TV crew screwed it up. Yeah, apparently the skydivers were more important to our camera crew than the Black Lives Matter message. Fortunately, Lewis Hamilton said, hey, I'm going to win this race. He did. He made the message impossible to be ignored. He stepped to the winner's podium, bowed his head, raised his fist in the air to represent Black Lives Matter. And yes, he championed it yet again. Well done, Lewis Hamilton. IndyCar raced a doubleheader at Road America. It was all Ganassi all weekend. Scott Dixon won the first race, making it three wins in a row to kick off IndyCar's shortened season. And the best part was that his newborn son was there to enjoy his first win in person with Daddy. Then on day two, Felix Rosenquist charged on late to prove that he did have the car to beat on the weekend. You just heard him last hour. He passed Pato Award brilliantly at the end to net his first win. Certainly, well, we hope. We talked to him about Jaeger shots at Siebkins. Let's hope that's what he's doing right about now. NHRA returned to their schedule after three months off due to COVID-19, and this was Indianapolis in July. Yeah, hot and humid, I might add. Nothing was normal, even for the fans who were allowed, as masks were required everywhere, but there was some normalcy in the winner's circle. Top fuel win to Billy Torrance, funny car to Matt Hagen. He joins us in just a few minutes. Pro Stock to Jason Line, and how about a first-time winner in Pro Stock Motorcycle with the Wally going to Ryan Ayler. Finally, NASCAR and ARCA raced at Kentucky Speedway with a packed on-track schedule. First up, Xfinity on Friday, Austin Sindrick with the win. Then the ARCA Series on Saturday afternoon, Ty Gibbs with the win. NASCAR trucks raced both the weather and the track on Saturday night. Only 71 laps got in the books, Sheldon Creed with the win. Finally, the NASCAR Cup Series on Sunday saw first-time winner in Cole Custer, who had a mega machine to drive on the outside after losing momentum to Truex. But, hey, four wide says, hey, I'm going to take the win. Cole Custer, Matt Hagen coming up next. 
Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products. It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome with the highest quality, 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on Twitter, of course, Lucas Oil Studios. 20 years have been doing this damn thing, and a lot of those dang years has been this guy, multi-NHRA, multi-time NHRA funny car champion, of course, numerous race wins, and, of course, the one in Indianapolis over the weekend. Matt Hagen joining us here in the Freak Nation. We were talking a little bit about this before we went live with you, Matt, about, damn it, uh, probably felt pretty damn good to get your ass back in a race car, didn't it? Yeah, it's huge. You know, I've never really had such a long break. You know, I mean, obviously we had the three months off a normal winter and then we started racing. We ended up with two races and then uh, 
this whole COVID thing came in and kind of shut everything down with, you know, it obviously changed a lot of people's lives in a lot of different ways. And, you know, so to, to be out here in Indy this weekend where, you know, we have fans in the stands and, you know, people wearing masks and just, you know, I was really, really proud to be a part of that because it was one of those things where you kind of like, um, you, you, you know, like there's somebody that's got to take that first step, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when you do that, it's just kind of one of those things where, I'm proud to be a part of NHRA and, and, you know, obviously Mella Yella and this whole, whole organization is, is out here kind of keeping these guys employed. I mean, you think about like just the, the folks that, that, you know, our crew guys and their families and, you know, the, the kids and the, you know, just the wives and everything else that, that, you know, these, the, the, this basically NHRA supports and mm-hmm. to be out here and be a part of that and, you know, keep those guys going and stuff like that. It's, means a lot to me you know what i mean I'm, I'm proud to be a part of an organization that's taking that first step and putting the fans in the stands and getting us back to work and making it happen you know matt hagan funny car winner out of indianapolis this weekend joining us here in the freak nation on a sunday night how different were things in indianapolis i mean getting back to work is fun and exciting but we're in a different world right now every you you look around everybody's in masks and it's freaking humid as heck out there i mean how different were things or oh, was it kind of like I being mean, back like you know i mean to sit here and tell you it's, it's normal it's not i mean right. it's very different you know there's uh our our whole following and our whole you know theme around nhr is fan engagement and mm-hmm. you know i mean i was still out there taking pictures and pre-signing autographs and putting them out there in the bin so people could take them and try to take care of our fans. But it's just a total different feel from what we normally have. But, you know, I think everybody walked into it expecting to know that their, their, their could, the capacity couldn't be there. We couldn't have but so many fans in the stands. And, you know, just really was like a test the waters kind of thing to see how this goes. But, I mean, the fans were still, like, behind my pit, cheering and rooting. And, you know, they're like, go do this, Matt. You know what I mean? It got me up, you know, for the finals and different things like that. And so – I mean, just to still have that support there is huge. You know, I mean, I can't imagine racing without the fans and not anybody being there and just just being on TV. I mean, what? I mean, that that drove. It was really one of those driving factors that got my adrenaline up for the finals and different things like that. Is when those people are still behind your pit and they're still supporting you, and even though they're they're barricaded off a little bit more, they're still there and they still get to see it. And then the winter circle pictures, and they're still, you know, I'm throwing hats out to everybody and different things like that, and. You know, I, I actually I pulled my mask down on TV real quick and stuck my tongue out, you know, and I, I probably shouldn't have done that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's Sunday and we, we won and, you know, I'm excited about it. And, you know, I just it's one of those things where we do have to set the example, but you still have to be human and you still have to have fun and you still have to enjoy everything as well. Well, I got to give NHRA a shout out for being humid because of our new normal, the COVID, COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic. The NHRA community, at least from what I've seen from afar, outside looking in, has been struck harder than NASCAR, harder than IndyCar. I mean, whether you've got Jock in the Pro Stock Motorcycle category, you've got a couple guys in uh, Top Fuel, whether it's crew chiefs or drivers. It's amazing, though, how the community has rallied around each other and how you guys have been able to bring these guys back mentally. Massive kudos to you all. Yeah, and, you know, it's just, like I said earlier, I'm proud to be a part of that. I mean, it's it's something that we're, we're setting a precedence right now for fans to be in the fans of the motorsports and pulling this off. And I really truly have my fingers crossed that, you know, we get through this weekend and next week during the week, you know, we have great reports back that this, you know, went off without a hitch and everything's mm-hmm. good, you know, because we're rolling back in here again next weekend and uh, kind of doing the same thing over, which now I feel like it'll be a lot more smooth and we kind of got a rhythm and, you know, you're signing in and you're signing waivers and, you're getting your temperatures checked and face ID and everything else. So, you know, there's kind of a procedure and a process to make sure that we're trying to, 
keep our fans safe, keep us safe, and then obviously move forward with what we're trying to do with what we love. Matt Hagen, funny car winner at Indianapolis today. Matt, obviously this was a different kind of race to get ready for. You've had four months off. Every driver and team has a routine. It's a way they get ready. How did that change getting ready for this weekend? Yeah, I think that obviously you, you kind of have to come in and just kind of walk slowly a little bit, you know, whereas most races you come in just, you know, kind of ready to dive into the pool, whether there's water there or not, you know, I mean, you know what you're getting <laughs> yourself into, but this, this weekend you have to kind of come in and say, well, you know, when I sign in, did I make, did I make sure that like first thing you do is you come into the hospitality and they take your temperature and, and you're signing in and you're taking your temperature at the gate and, you know, just making sure you're checking all those boxes off first before you even get to the racing side of things and making sure that whatever we can do to keep people safe. You know what I mean? This is an opportunity that, that we truly have in front of us to move forward. You know what I mean? And that's what we want to make sure that we're doing is moving forward for our fans, for our sponsors, for everybody in NHRA. And we want to do it the right way. That way we can continue to do it and said, Hey, look, this is successful and we're going to continue to do it. You know what I mean? I, there's nothing more than I'd hate to watch the season. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it might still happen. You never know. We take it weekend to weekend, but that's why I think that it's so important that we had a good, successful weekend here in Indy and that we can say, hey, we're rolling back into town next weekend and maybe more fans can come out next weekend and more engagement and more, you know, just more exposure and everything else. And, and you know, being a, a leader in the, the motorsport side of things, saying, look, here's how we're doing it. We're doing it the right ways and people are still staying safe and, and they're still able to, to have fun. You know what I mean? Because we're in the entertainment business and, you know, that's what we're here to do is entertain folks and show them a great time and, you know, and then obviously win races and, and do, do what we love doing. But it all we all have to look big picture right now and move forward with it. Matt Hagen, what was different about top end today? Run us through that. Well, first of all, I was on fire, so that was never <laughs> – you're always like, well, okay. But, uh, you know, like I said, that, the last time I won on fire like that, it made sports center. But, you know, I mean, top end was definitely different. I mean, trying to – like your adrenaline's going and you're trying to breathe through this mask and you're trying to give an interview and you're trying to talk and I'm sucking my mask back into my mouth. And, you know, so then you're having to pause and try to catch your breath again and, you know, and just, you know, trying to trying to do all that and do all the right things and still be super excited to be so blessed to be in the car and turn those four wind lights on and – you know, just kind of taking it all in. I mean, there's no winter circle pictures, really. We had to do some stuff back at the pit, but I was still able to do, like, the hat routine where you give the hats out to the fans and pass the trophy around a little bit and let them take some pictures and stuff and still still try to engage those folks that really care about you and stay over to, to get those pictures and stuff, but still try to be safe about the way we're doing it, you know? Matt Hagan, you talked earlier about the extra break that you got, not the all-season, but this break for the pandemic. You're a busy man. You've got a lot of businesses going on. What did this extra break do for you? What were you able to do this time that you normally didn't get done during the off season? Absolutely. It was, it's been a blessing in disguise for me because obviously for the last 15 years of my life, it's been so focused on drag racing. And, you know, the majority of my time is spent, you know, trying to run my businesses through via phone or, you know, just calling guys up and trying to line things up, doing different things like that. And, you know, it, it really gave me an opportunity to be very centered with our businesses and different things. And, and on the, we're at the peak of our production with the hemp farm and the CBD stuff and the cattle side of stuff and opening up Hagen Cattle Company where we're offering meat to, you know, the consumer directly from our farms and different things like that. And then the outdoor store and, you know, just and then stepping back and learning some of my other family businesses with the car dealerships and, you know, the construction companies and the real estate deals and the modular home businesses and different things like that that's going on that I've just never really had an opportunity to kind of get centered and focused on 
and it allowed me to be more efficient and effective with my people and making sure that we're cutting costs and making sure that we're productive and staying in the black and making sure that every day that we're, you know, just moving forward in the right direction. So, um, for me, it was a really nice change to kind of like really kind of get, get everything centered around our folks and our businesses and different things that we're doing, which I've never had in a long time. So, um, I really tried to take advantage of that and really kind of like, as much as I love drag racing, just kind of like forget about drag racing for a few, for a few months and just really focus on, you know, some of these other things that are a big part of my life as well that I usually don't get to focus on. So I, I definitely took every day that, that we weren't racing and tried to, you know, be as productive as I could with being more efficient with our people and making sure we're taking care of them. I mean, there was so many folks that got laid off during this deal. And, you know, one thing that I've learned, my, my family's company, he employed, my dad employs over 970 people oh. and, one thing that I've learned from him is that your people are your most important thing, period. You know, like you can have businesses, you can be successful, you can do all kinds of stuff, but you can't do that without good people. And that's something that he's taught me along the way is that, you know, whether you're losing money or making money, you got to make sure your core people are there and there you take care of them and they'll take care of you in the long way, long run. And, you know, and that's something that I wanted to make sure that we did with, with all my companies is, is take care of our folks. You know, when, things got tough. I wanted to make sure that they didn't, you know, they weren't scared or worried about their families and different things like that. Like, you know, I'm, you know, making sure that they're going to get through it and we're get through it together and we're going to grow. And, you know, and that, that was really important to me during this, those times where everything was kind of scary and rocky with a, with a lot of this stuff out here and, and with life period, you know? Wow. That's just, that's huge. You just rattled off a, an enormous list of companies, but I'm a little disappointed. I didn't hear the, the minor league ballpark in there. Yeah. Well, they haven't had, uh, they haven't really had any season this year. And you're still trying to figure <laughs> out how to do all that and, you know, uh, and go from there. But yeah, the, the, uh, the New York Yankees affiliate that we are, uh, with, um, the minor league team stuff is, you know, they're, they're trying to figure all that out. I'm sure that if there's a will, there's a way they'll get it up and rolling. But, uh, you know, right now it's just kind of like sit back and hang tight, you know, so. I'm sure MLB will, will have some direction here soon with what they're going to do with a lot of that stuff. Amazing. Matt, was it a noticeable hole in the pits and on the racetrack without John Force and his teams there? You know, I mean, absolutely. John Force is uh, uh, such a huge part of NHRA. I mean, I miss him there. We all miss that personality and character that's up on the top end and talking. And, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, people love to love you and they love to hate you, you know what I mean? But I think John Force is a huge part of NHRA and I, I miss that he wasn't there this weekend. I mean, I, I don't want to win a race thinking that I didn't get an opportunity to beat John Force doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I really hope that they, he reconsiders or are able to come back out here and, and bring his team back out. If we continue in the, uh, in the future, you know what I mean? Obviously it's a, a disappointment to a lot of folks and they, they, you know, John Force has been drag racing for the last 50 years of you know, whatever NHRA has been. And, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a huge hole there. And, you know, I think that, you know, John Forrest, if nothing else, even if he's not racing, he should show up and, and just making appearances. I mean, drag racing is going to go on whether Matt Higgins there or John Forrest is there or anybody else. But at the end of the day, there's, he has such a huge following. And, uh, you know, it'd be just really nice to see him come out and whether he's racing or not, still support what, what he's been a part of for a long time. Well, don't blink, buddy, because you're going to be doing, be doing the same damn thing next weekend at the same damn place. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I, I can't wait. You know I mean? It's such a blessing to get in that car and go 300 miles an hour again. You know, I really, in my mind, I wasn't sure if it was even going to really happen. I mean, there's several times coming into, you know, the last few days before we we even started racing, you know, and you hear about John parking his cars for the year and different things like that. And you're like, man, it's just going to unravel from there, you know, and then kind of, you know, it didn't, you know what I mean? So I was like, this is actually going to happen. We're going to kick this off. And 
we'll see what happens after these first two Indy races. There's a lot of stuff in the air with, you know, the Denver track and the canceled Seattle, and there's a lot of other stuff going on. But at the end of the day, we got these two for sure, and then we're going to make the best out of them, and hopefully our fans come out and support it and enjoy the time that we're out here doing what we're doing and doing what we love to do. Wear your mask and just be safe, Matt. How about that? <laughs> That's it. Well, hopefully at 300 miles an hour, I can't catch Corona anyway. It's too fast for the, for the virus. Boom. So true. As always, Matt, thank you, brother. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate the time on the show. You got it. Yeah, I noticed that uh, we all perked up on uh, something that he said in regards to John Force. Um, is that out there? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He said along the lines of it's tough when you hear about John Force Racing parking their cars for the year and you wonder if this first weekend in Indy was even going to happen. I thought John was just out for this weekend and will take the weekend's on this rescheduled, reconfigured season on a week-by-week basis. That shocked me. He did specifically say parking their cars for the year. Well, th- let's talk about that, okay? Okay. We can talk about that next. That Speed Freaks Pitch to the Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. Motor racing is forcing itself back into the sports headlines, even with the coronavirus pandemic still raging. Despite all the world's problems, it's great to see competition again, and even better to see friend of the freak Scott Dixon dominating an IndyCar. During the break, I've taken the chance to listen to some different podcasts, and that includes a conversation between another friend of the freaks, Antron Brown, and NASCAR specialist Kelly Crandall. In something called the Racing Writers Podcast, three-time champion Antron Brown spilled a lot of himself, and that includes AB Motorsports, his own team sometime in the future. Team ownership is hard, but success means so much. There are tax advantages, obviously sponsor relationships, brand equity is built for the successful team, and there's more. Antron currently races for Don Schumacher Racing, so he's learning from the best. Hope he's studying hard and will become a home run hitter when he's ready to step to the plate. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. I mean, absolutely. John Force is uh, uh, such a huge part of NHRA. I mean, I miss him there. We all miss that personality and character that's up on the top end and talking. And, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, people love to love you and they love to hate you. You know what I mean? But I think John Force is a huge part of NHRA. And uh, I miss that he wasn't there this weekend. I mean, I, I don't want to win a race thinking that I didn't get an opportunity to beat John Force doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I really hope that they, he reconsiders or are able to come back out here and, and bring his team back out if we continue in the uh, in the future you know i mean obviously it's a, a disappointment to a lot of folks and they they you know john force has been drag racing for the last 50 years of you know whatever nhra has been and, and so uh yeah i mean i i think there is a huge hole there and you know i think that you know john force if nothing else even if he's not racing he should show up and and just making appearances i mean drag racing is going to go on whether matt Hagen's there or john force is there or anybody else but at the end of the day there's he has such a huge following and uh you know it'd be just really nice to see him come out and whether he's racing or not, still support what, what he's been a part of for a long time. You know, that's not even the bomb. That was just a, the first part. The bomb came after that. Parking their cars for the year. Eek. Yeah, when you have 
Mad Hagen, NHRA funny car champion, multi times over, or multi, multi, I don't even know how many wins he's got. Whole hell of a lot of them. He's got a lot. Two championships, a right. lot of wins. Uh, talking about John Force that way. Uh, Statman? Does he know something we don't know? I don't, that part of that interview and the other part, is he insinuating that John Force is parking his team for the rest of the year? It, well, he said that, but it has to be. I don't know. Maybe it's just a rumor that was going through the pits. Uh, John, wow. John is drag racing. He, he was the number one drag racer of all time, wasn't he? One or two. So, uh, really Big Daddy, Don Garlitz. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I forget who was one and who was two. Yeah. So, Go ahead, though. I don't know. J- John is, you know, the ultimate friend of the freaks, probably, but uh, yeah. he is. I I just can't imagine what would put him on the sidelines, um, you know, for him all of a sudden to say I'm done and to keep the rest of the teams out of it. Uh, I, you know, you have to wonder if maybe some of his sponsors have said uh, we're finished. Uh, you know, we can't go on. I think that would be the only thing that would keep his entire team parked for the rest of the year. You don't think, I mean, again, we're speculating, but you don't think that COVID-19 is enough of a reason for him to feel like, "Eh, I I just don't want to get that close to people at my age group and to put my entire family at danger. That has to be part of it. But why the whole team? You know, I mean, it's the the rest of the height. Because most of the team is his family. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But uh, I I would have to think that his sponsors – uh, would if they if they are on board, they would want to have somebody out there. Uh, and if he's lost enough sponsors to where he does, he feels like I don't. With all of what's going on, plus I don't want to come out of my pocket to bankroll this. Uh, I think that would be the the bigger reason. If he had sponsors and decided to stay home. Uh, I think that might be uh, problematic. This is the other portion of the Matt Hagen interview from last segment, talking about John Force possibly parking his uh, his team. That's it. Yeah, I, I can't wait. You know, I mean, it's such a blessing <laughs> to get in that car and go 300 miles an hour again. You know, I really, in my mind, I wasn't sure if it was even going to really happen. I mean, there's several times coming into mm. you know the last few days before we we even started racing. You know, and you hear about John parking his cars for the year and different things like that, and you're like man, it's just going to unravel from there, you know, and then kind of, you know, it didn't, you know what I mean? So I was like, this is actually going to happen. He's not saying that he's parked his cars for the year, but. He said you hear about John Force parking his cars for the year. Right. So, yeah, that goes to what Statman was insinuating, and I hope this is just a rumor. But again, holy smokes. If that is true. (laughs) What a shame. It. mm. I I don't know if I agree with Hagen just because of the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know if I agree with Hagen in him saying, I wish John would just show up, just show up for his fans. Because if if it is COVID-19 that is holding the team back, then uh, you can't tell somebody to show up if they're not comfortable. You just can't. And especially the way the people line up to, to see him, talk right. to him, touch him, get an autograph, pose for a picture. 
Uh, I mean, we've seen that crowds, there'd be nobody uh, outside of Greg Anderson's pit, but and he's won championships and John Force is right. one of 16, you know? So, yeah, that's where everybody wants to be. So we'll see how it develops. Again, it's been out there for well, well over a week. John Forrest was not going to be a part of Indianapolis, but there's still mom on why. Uh, coming up, Freak Nation, we celebrate 20 years of the Freaks, our freaking flashback. We're going back to 2006 when we had our TV show on Speed Channel. And we had a, I had a chance to sit down with P-Funk, yep, the atomic dog, George Clinton. I didn't sit down. I stood up. <laughs> you were standing. Oh, it's greatness. It's coming up next. Speed Freaks Pits out of Local Soul Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hey! You want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the Speed Wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, Anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. 
Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, we celebrate 20 years this year of doing this thing. And I say thing because it's it's evolved into something that many people – it started out where so many people tried to put a label on, you know, the Howard Stern of motorsports. Oh, and, yeah. That was at the beginning. Yeah. And we, I drop such crazy things. How do you guys talk like that? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Not very far off of what we're doing right now, but apparently 20 years ago, hmm. it shocked people. Oh boy! When I saw this video, as I've, <laughs> I know when I saw I was having it a conversation. on Facebook, I was like, "Oh my, that's that was very <laughs> different." Yeah. Oh, I was talking to someone. Someone, uh, the Lucas Oil podcast host, Greg Cazzo. Greg Cazzo was interviewing me about celebrating the 20 years of speed freaks. And he wants to interview you two separately as well. And one of the things that I was talking about was because you know, the, and, it, and it's a fair question, you know, who's the great, greatest interview. Who's the one that surprised you the most and, and those type of things. But the one thing that came to my mind, and it's, it, it seems to be a highlight. We do it once a year was when we had Lemmy Kilmister of motorhead <laughs> come in and I told the story about the Red Solo Cup where his little man had to come in and make sure there was <laughs> plenty of Jack Daniels in the cup. <laughs> oh, I wish we had cameras then. Yeah, but watching Statman sit across from Lemmy Kilmister and, and let me tell that story about growing up post-World War II in London and telling the story about how America had never been attacked on its own soil until 9-11. We all just went, wow. And hearing that story from Lemmy Kilmister, who yeah. uh, passed away a few years ago, Statman. Yeah, watching him drink all of that booze and then be so coherent was uh, it. That was amazing uh, to to hear such a, a precise conversation from him. That was cool. It was also cool. And part of my reason for bringing this up is. We started this thing out to be a motorsports show, or really we, the 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 explanation, a lifestyle show that just so happened to be about motorsports. Where, yeah, the foundation is motorsports, but there's plenty of lifestyle commentary. And then we really started. I mean, Vince Neil and Motley Crue was on one of our first four shows, that's right. and that's what we wanted to do with this thing: is bring in some of the the biggest, baddest names of all music. Uh, Lemmy Kilmister was one. Music is a huge part of motorsports. Yeah. Judas Priest. Was, we, I, I was watching our shows from the Mac Tools Tool Fair in Nashville many, many years ago. We had Trace Atkins on stage with us. <laughs> it's 
We've had so many freaking musicians. And then, then this guy. Scorpions. He, we had the Scorpions in ugh. with us for two full hours. Mm. Yeah, who were the guys was, that climbed into the cars and set off yeah. the alarms at the Peterson Museum? <laughs> it's Klaus Minor of uh, the Scorpions and Rudolf Schenker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Scorpion car. <laughs> we got to get in. Oops, there go the alarms. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And – uh, George Clinton, have you ever, did you ever see Parliament Live stat? No, no, no. Damn it, no. Mm. Did you? But if you're, if anybody's, for, no, uh, uh-uh. no, Mm-mm. I didn't. I don't. I, mean, I knew, I knew Parliament's. I knew a couple of Parliament songs, but they just it wasn't part of my repertoire at the time. And I look back, thinking, I, of course, I would have loved to seen. I, I think. Uh, seeing Parliament Funkadelic just to get just to be a part of that experience, but if you look at the history of Parliament Funkadelic, just just do your, just go to, go to the wiki page of of Parliament Funkadelic. It's crazy. It's also uh, the he, first I, time I believe, anybody has ever signed the same cl- group signed the record deal with two different uh, companies. Yeah. That's why it's they were called Parliament. <laughs> then they signed with somebody else. Had to change the name to Funkadelic, but it was the same exactly. people. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, George Clinton, of course, is the leader of the mothership, and the mothership is associated with Parliament and Parliament Funkadelic. He was in. He was doing a little promo tour in somewhere not far from Burbank Airport. Oh, I thought it was the SEMA show Mm-mm. where this background went. Okay, Mm-mm. got it. I I remember we're standing outside. It was a little, it was a little promo tour. We had some record label people out there and some radio people and. George was there with a couple of, I don't know if Bootsy was there or not, but it was uh, like, I'm like everybody knows who Bootsy Collins is. It's greatness. It's awesome. <laughs> but uh, if you, if you do yourself a favor, freak nation, reach over, turn the stereo up a little bit, turn that, that's called volume over. Yeah. Turn it up a little bit because there might be some things that come out of George's mouth. You may not understand. And it's not because his mouth's full of an in and out burger, <laughs> even though it is. <laughs> but this came out when it when his new album hit it was like how late do you have to be before you're absent oh <laughs> uh, enjoy it this is part of our inside the ride and our tv show on speed channel in 2006 let's go Inside, inside the freaking ride with Kenny Sargent. Don't forget, yeah. How late do you have to be before you are absent? We are not absent right now. In fact, I'm getting kind of fat just smelling that thing over there. The Atomic Punk, dogging on some In-N-Out Burger, George Clinton. Welcome to the Freak Nation, buddy. Well, I'm not going to bury this bone. No, you ain't going to be burying this bone, are you? I've been deeply detickling. I got my rabies shot. You know people are tuning in to Speed Channel on Speed Freaks right now going, what is Uncle George doing on in the Freak Nation? But you and I are probably distant brothers somewhere down the line, don't you think? Oh, man, I used to be freaking. You, you are freaking. Speeding, too. <laughs> because when, with, with what you've done. The bands that are coming, the bands that have come around, come and gone. You've got veteran like NASCAR drivers, like Richard Petty. You know who Richard Petty is. Dale Earnhardt, those old guys. I'm just getting started. <laughs> See there? You are just getting started, but you can be. I've been rehearsing for this a long time. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been ready for this a long time. You watch this. The race is about to begin. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. How late do you have to be before you have some? Let's see, four twenty-one. Really? If you get there four twenty-one, you're late. Because that ain't right. Because you're supposed to be there four twenty, weren't you? It was all gone. <laughs> What happens when people try to control Mr. Clinton? You don't get paid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I'm freaky like that. I'm freaky like that. That's why you need you, speed. No, I'm doing it fast. That's why you'd be late. You can easily be late around here. Mothership fly fast. Speaking of the mothership, where would the mothership run? Would it run in NASCAR or IndyCar or on a motorcycle? Where would the mothership run? The mothership got a future behind it. That's how fast you go. Dr. Frankenstein here, reoccupied and dedicated to the preservation of the motion of hips. She sets the course her own self. She got a future behind her. You know, face to face, I got your back. I'll be Ray Black. Freak Nation out there, give them one of your give them one of your monikers, one of your paradigms, and then say goodbye to the Freak Nation. Better metaphors leave metaphors metaphysically in a state of euphoria. Yup. Yup. Did we lose your statement? <laughs> uh, I was just imagining what it must be like to be in the studio with him and Bootsy when they're recording. Uh, an album. Can you imagine? I mean, and, oh. and to be able to understand each other, you have to be not only on the mothership, you got to be in a whole nother space and time. <laughs> I'll be right black. <laughs> I like how you asked him if somebody controls George Clinton or Uncle George, I think you called him. What happens? And you said, and he answered, "Well, they don't get paid." Well, he was controlled. He what? He did have bosses by voicing the dad part in Trolls World Tour. Yep. So yeah, kind of comes full circle back to now. It does, doesn't it? And now our daughter's all like, "I like that voice." If you see uh, the name George Clinton uh, that does did the music for this movie or this TV show. That's probably him because that's what he does. That's what he also does uh, in his, his, quote, spare time. You have to, you have to, we posted it, we shared, I've shared it on our Speed Freaks Facebook account. If you get a chance, go watch it. He is, he has, he's, has a triple double in and out burger. He's eating it during the interview with a cup of Coca-Cola in his hand too. You can hear yeah, you can definitely hear him eating it. And his hat on sideways. <laughs> oh my god. Not, not much, much motorsport. Motor not much motorsport. Helio oh, or helio. No. Not, not, not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. <laughs> freaks. Not much motorsport. <laughs>
I mean, come on. There you go. <laughs> and Croucher was right. The whole reason I posted that was with the release of Trolls World Tour and Parliament Funkadelic's own George Clinton part of it. His wife in the movie, Statman? I'll give you one guess. Pam Greer? You know, that's where my Mary mind J. Blige. goes. Uh, well, that didn't when, when, Mary you know, J. Blige is his wife. Yeah. Whenever you mention wife. a black yeah. woman, you got to go with Pam Greer. It's the first one that comes to mind. That or Lola Falana. <laughs> Lola F- Wow. I haven't yeah. thought about that in a day or two. Lola Falana. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I, <laughs> I whip this. <laughs> a Romanian shoemaker is promoting social distancing with his latest innovation. A pair of 75-inch shoes that are each about two and a half feet long. They may also be of interest to women who place a certain significance to men with big feet. Okay. A cobbler in the city of somewhere in Romania said he was inspired to create the long-nosed leather shoes when he saw people failing to follow social distancing guidelines, of course, with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, these these shoes, hundred fifteen dollars. Is that one hundred fifteen? Yeah, I know. I was gonna say that's, that's nothing. Yeah, they got kids they are, are spending two hundred for some Michael Jordan uh, sneakers. These shoes are legendous, though. It looks like they just have a big, fat, solid tongue sticking right. out of them. They they absolutely look like clown shoes times twenty. They're very long. It's it's actually a brilliant idea, too. Do not step into my personal space, which is referenced by these shoes. Hey, I got it. All those hoax believers out there, uh-huh. and that's putting it mildly. I was about to say something else. Don't wear a mask. Wear these damn shoes, okay? <laughs> and then sneeze on them because yeah. these shoes aren't going to do anything if you don't wear a mask. All right, I got something that's ooh. It just we just kind of talked about germs with masks and okay, yeah, this is this is disgusting. How about a French baker who is switching up her bread recipes? Or I'll actually change that to recipe ooh. and you'll get that in a second because she's using wheat fertilized with the female urine harvested from public restrooms. Okay, what? Urine is a great fertilizer, said engineer and self-proclaimed eco-feminist Louise Reggette, who regularly gathers piddle from female urinals. Wait, how can you have female urinals in one of the suburbs of Paris? This is just weird. So her goal is to break taboos over excrement and create a sustainable what? food cycle. What? Break taboos over excrement. Yeah, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't know there were any taboos over excrement. Excrement is excrement, and it's disgusting. It's bodily it's, fluids. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, I mean, it's not a topic of conversation that you want to sit, you know, drink some fine wine and a $30 cigar and talk about excrement. She actually goes on and says, talking about female urine saying it's a neglected liquid, usually dismissed as a waste. As such, it should be treated like a gold mine. Okay, I'm done. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, the, the, the show, not only it's gone off the edge at this point. 
It hadn't turned left oh, or right. It's bowl. just gone off the edge. My, my. <laughs> That's just disgusting. <sighs> I don't think I'll be eating any of that bread. 20 years. I, I, <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you think about it. This show encapsulates our 20 years. Oh, yeah. Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. We were talking about a what? A global pandemic. Global pandemic. $5 billion football contract. Mm -hmm. Three winners. Yeah. And John Force. I mean, what more could you ask for? Right, Right. So true. Freak Nation, we will do this again, I promise. We'll do it even better next time. Be sure you follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook and the website, speedfreaks.tv. Did you miss any of this spectacular show? Go to the website. We'll have it up there for you tomorrow morning, speedfreaks.tv. 118 degrees in Phoenix tomorrow. Good times. But it's a dry heat. (laughs) I was going to show up so I can... Statman's house, so I can look at a damn deer. Anytime you see a deer, you just think of cool weather. You know? Why not? <laughs> All right, Statman, shoot the juice to the moose. Cut it loose. Zip! Sports Radio, redefined.